Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I was also thinking about like uh, doing, you know, introducing people or asking people to introduce themselves. It's like we're so multi-hyphenated and it's like totally changing (laughs) as as the days go on. So um, but what I would say about who who you are from my perspective is, Mm. um, you know, definitely a seer and intuitive Mm. a psychic explorer even galactic Mm. explorer maybe Mm -hmm. and transformational space holder as of late (laughs) thank you much (laughs) do those sound accurate please elaborate on anything else you'd like that you've been offering and and participating in and bringing into reality lately oh thank you um yeah I'm just allowing all of that to land because it's so you're so right. Like I, I think I go to my, my Instagram bio, like every few weeks and I'm like, is this, is this accurate of who I am any longer? Do these words even encapsulate like everything that I do? And I, it's almost like you have to get like more broader and more general to try and encompass everything. But yeah, like um, yeah. human, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, then ellipses, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so no all those all those words are beautiful thank you and and I feel completely accurate um yeah it's gosh I there's something about the word seer that I love as well I feel like it really um it plants something that's like been so so natural for me my whole life couldn't possibly recognize as um like part of our inherent natural psychic nature um and yet now that when that word's applied to me or applied to others I'm like oh it has these it has this beautiful like fantastical rooted um like connotation for me but it also perfectly encapsulates like what I am Mm -hmm. um and yeah as for being a, a galactic explorer yeah that's it's new but it feels so right it feels really right (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) um how how have you been finding your internal your inner exploration because Mm. I mean we're picking this up and I love this is like okay time doesn't exist because we literally um you know did a group our, the last episode was a group one over a year ago. Um, I, I want to say like April or May 2020. 
And we, or our, our mutual friend, Steven, uh, called it, or unofficially named it, you know, our, our collective vision quest. Mm -hmm. And I loved that. I still think that was so appropriate for the time and space we were in. And, um, I think we're moving through that, but, uh, now it feels like things are much, definitely much lighter and starting to like, I've been, I've been feeling like I'm able to more easily and quickly pull in other aspects of myself, multi-dimensional aspects of myself. My higher self is like here, you know, and I'm curious how you've been finding your interest. Cause I feel like a completely different person. I mean, from one week to the next. So I was curious if, if you want to share how you've, how the, in the inner exploration has been going recently, mm-hmm. if there's anything you want to share. Sure. Thank you. Um, mm. I have to say that a lot of, um, a lot of my understanding of, I suppose, where I'm at within everything that's been unfolding over the last, well, it's really been, hmm, I would say that like my personal awakening experience in terms of having an almost an abrupt um, confrontational experience, not just with my external world, but with the internal and noticing these different aspects of me arise likely started around 2019 and then once the end of 2020 hit it was almost like I was completely dissolved at that point um I had dived into so much work all at once I I'm just such a passionate student and I I, like I love learning my Venus and Gemini is all about it um and yeah, I, I feel that once that real immediate feeling of being just dissolved and being completely in a space of, of not knowing necessarily even like what I was or what I was doing or how I could relate, um, <clears throat> not only to myself internally, but to like the external world, once I was able to integrate through that, um, I definitely... I have definitely started to notice literally day by day that there's new aspects of me that I wouldn't even necessarily say come online, but it's almost like they clarify um, or I'm able to discern these different aspects of myself and then start to form conversations and and have dialogue um, within, which has been so incredibly potent and helpful And I really feel that that um, for me, that part of that journey was going through uh, the space of like, is it even normal or right uh, to be having this internal dialogue with myself? I had to sort of kick through that that immediate reaction or knee-jerk reaction or judgment of like, this is crazy, which I I know a lot of people have. Like I, I have experienced a lot of people coming to me and saying, but this is crazy. It's like, no like not even necessarily in relation to the archetypes, but no, you can, you can explore this. You, you have full permission to, this is why you're here. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah. And I think up until now, like modern society or, you know, this past paradigm had us not looking inward and that's uh-huh. that's why we our immediate knee-jerk reaction is i'm crazy yeah. <laughs> it's just so archaic you know uh-huh. and it's not uh-huh. how it's always been i mean ancient cultures and traditions that's that was completely normal so i'm oh. i'm very happy to um i'm very relieved that you know, mysticism and this inner dialogue and this inner uh-huh. exploration is really starting to uh, seep into, you know, the maybe the mainstream more, um, but definitely it's emerging a bit, uh-huh. a bit more. Um, you can, you can see that. And yeah, I agree. The inner dialogue, that's something that I've always like, yeah, I have the like, oh, am I crazy? Is this real? Which is such a funny thing. Mm. Like, is this real? Of course it's fucking real. Like, it's happening. You're experiencing it. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. experiencing something. It's real. P.S. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think that that is definitely what I feel, what I feel like has happened in the past, you know, over a year has, has been this really beautiful opportunity for everyone Mm -hmm. to be just in their own boundary world their own you know Uh bubble for lack of a better term to do these things in whatever way feels correct Mm -hmm. for them and and to establish those boundaries so that you can Uh do do those things um yeah personally my own inner dialogue has gotten very mm, very clear I think in in Mm. that you know I'm kind of I'm really really opening up to the guidance that has always been there and that has always been speaking to me like it and for me it's a clear cognizance essentially like Mm. just a knowing but there's it's also um really tuning in and getting clarity on which because we all have different voices inside us in our head dialogue and um really clarifying and tuning into the ones that I can feel and and feeling that oh this is this is guidance like this is the Mm. you know the higher self or what you know what have you guides whatever it may be it's a transmission Mm. and um yeah that's that's definitely been clarified more and more you um you've been doing these, what would you even call them? Like containers, transformational containers, moving people through. Um, I was actually thinking about this last night. Um, I think the other day I expressed them as, as experiences, interestingly. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Like energetic experiences. I would call them containers. Yeah. Uh, It's, it's something that I've, really had to step out of my own way for it's been like it's been such a a beautiful process of just leaning into trust not only in myself but also that what will come through um within these containers I don't even want to call it content it's just whatever learnings need to come through for these containers at the time that I'm holding them um yeah it's been this process excuse me of really stepping aside and allowing that to come through and allowing that to to really weave 
um, threads between not just myself, but also those that are in the container mm. uh, in accordance with the intentions that we've set at the start of them. Mm. And just really, I think, I feel like the magic is in allowing um, those intentions to unfold and manifest in whichever way that they need to so that by the end of the container and by the end of the experience like I guess you could almost say it feels like saying it in layman's terms but I, I guess you could always say it's like the wish is being granted that's kind of what it feels like mm-hmm. yeah so it's this experiential energetic container of of learning but ultimately with the outcome of the original intention having manifested within one's experience. Without Um, being too like trying to control it too much. I would think it sounds very like a lot of things right now. It sounds like it's very amorphous and just not defined, very, very undefined. And Uh I just, I feel like that's a theme that's happening with, with everything at this time. It's like this very malleable, energy where yeah I mean definitely the feminine that you can Uh definitely feel the feminine coming emerging coming back in blending with the masculine healing and I feel like it's been this dance between those two you know because we were so hyper focused on like the masculine like do 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 and and uh you know figure it out figure it out and strategy and everything and it has its place but it's really you know, I've been thinking about the, the feminine principle, how it, it is so amorphous and, but, but it's generative. It's so creative mm. and generative and fertile. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, essentially like precedes the, the masculine, like the masculine kind mm. of creates the container for it. So I feel like, um, you know, what you've been doing with those containers is like a, a really beautiful example of how, everyone is kind of moving through this Mm. and or can Uh you know uh it's it's definitely the rules have changed and um that's and also I mean you and I are both you know into specific systems and modalities that help um you know both astrologers and have gotten into human design I think that these systems are just so so key in helping people navigate and be able to apply these like very esoteric principles to daily life. Um, However, I have found because, I mean, in the past year, I've actually kind of closed down like doing um, astrology a lot, like doing Mm. readings and um, not for any, not because I don't, you know, see its value anymore, yeah. but I do see it as like one piece of a huge uh-huh. puzzle. Um, it's the weather, you know, it's the uh-huh. cosmic weather forecast. And oh. um, yeah, and then human design has been really instrumental in like actually applying these things oh. like in practical daily life and absolutely god that has just been so key and like actually getting in my flow and yeah now I look back and I can't believe that every that you know society would have us be like so homogenous or think that like Mm. one thing works for everybody it's (laughs) it's ridiculous (laughs) isn't it Mm. yeah yeah I remember I think we might have had 
a brief conversation or like email thread around uh, this idea that astrology couldn't contain everything um, maybe a few months ago mm-hmm. and both being astrologers and having, I would say, having been loyal to the system of astrology for so long, knowing how much it's provided both of us. Um, it was almost this moment. I remember having this moment with yourself of, of, yeah, almost like I, I felt an expansion or a widening in the conversation of what could be beyond this or what could be, what more could we um, discover or define or discern um, beyond astrology. Uh, and I even remember myself that when I initially started looking at human design and becoming passionate about that, that I did have, like, I have so much fixed energy as well. And for me to like deviate from astrology, to look at human design, I always had this sense of disloyalty within myself. But once I did that, it's been like, like once I actually owned that I was passionate in this system and that I really wanted to start falling down the rabbit hole, so to speak with it. And I have done so now um, and continue to do so. It's just been, yeah, it's been, you're right, very practical, um, very instrumental in like understanding my own energy, things that I knew about myself, maybe not even consciously, but things that I knew about myself that I wasn't able to articulate that wasn't also necessarily archetypal, but the the way that my energy is built Mm -hmm. and how I maneuver in the world and how people respond to me and that has been incredible to, to really get discernment overall for my conscious mind, my intellectual mind to, to understand what I am in that mm-hmm. sense, energetically. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. When you take the, um, I love archetypes, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. However, it can in certain systems, you know, even with psychology, it can have things feeling too abstract that's what I was finding I was having a problem with in my readings or there was a, a disconnect. It's like, well, I can tell you this and this and that means this. And I'm getting, you know, even this in- intuitively. Mm-hmm. However, I don't know how to tell you to, you know, and that's not why people get readings, but like, I don't know how to really guide you or, or give you any tips on living with it. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. here's the thing. Um, and even with me personally, like it, it, it does, you know, unfold over time, like your natal chart and watching transits. And it's something that it has sort of a cumulative effect. And, and um, I mean, I'm even having like recently some really great realizations again about mm. some of my planet placements and everything. But again, it's like you, you, you really have to, it's not as direct human uh-huh. design, I feel is so yeah, it does. It kind of takes the archetypes out of it and just gives you this blueprint for mm-hmm. you know, just live this way and mm. see what happens. And it usually, if you do that, it it just leads to more ease and flow. And you have to like really trust that. Mm. I, I think it took a while for me to like really let go mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. trust that. But. yeah it's it's interesting I love how it's framed as an experiment mm-hmm. yeah and that you you move into the space of human design and implementing the I guess the instruction manual that is human design almost knowing it's an experiment and it relieves this I feel like it relieves this sort of pressure 
but I, I remember when I found out that and I know we've had this, we've had this conversation, but um, yeah, I remember when we found, when I found out that for me to actually use my voice consistently around everything that I was desiring to experience and everything I was desiring to implement or do uh, how easeful things started to become as a manifester like using my like my motorized um, throat and effectively like informing things within things people experiences within my path to to part so that I could have the experience that I was I wouldn't even say necessarily even desiring to have but that I was um instructing to have and when I started experimenting with that I was so I can't even say I was shocked but it was just it was so exciting because I hadn't placed any expectation around how whether or not it was going to work I was like okay this is an experiment and I'll try it and see see what happens and it was yeah very very interesting yeah yeah I love it and (laughs) on that same note I was you know I've told you before I was so relieved to Mm. learn that I don't need to inform being a generator Mm. like I just need to (laughs) respond um I think that we're trained a lot of times to be like manifestors like if you Mm. want success you know in quotes if you want like success or to make it or whatever, we'll just do the the manifester thing, which is just like making decisions and making things happen and informing. Yeah. But I just never was comfortable with that, especially mm. having like, you know, different businesses and especially as an astrologer, like I never felt like I was informing anybody. Like I'm not teaching anybody anything. Mm. I just literally can't. I'm just here and I'm sharing what's mm. flipping through my mind. And <laughs> Um, yeah, to find out that like, I just need to be responding to life. And it's literally like in the moment, like it's, mm. it's not even like making a five-year plan or a five-day plan even. It's, it's mm-hmm. literally just floating through and responding to things with this like primal sacral energy. And mm-hmm. yeah, it just makes so much, so much sense. Um you're a, you, I think we were speaking about this at one point too. You're non-specific, aren't you as well? Non-specific and, manifester. Yeah. 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 It's so, so interesting when I found out about that, because I mean, as it is, if you look at the general consensus around manifesting that most people will say, well, get really, really specific. I mean, there is hints of you, you do need to feel it and you do need to be in the alignment of what you're feeling or with, in alignment with what you're feeling um, or an acknowledgement of what you're feeling and allowing that to unfold, which I feel is more non-specific, but just having that awareness alone is huge mm-hmm. um, from day-to-day life to much bigger, um, much bigger plans, whether, yeah, you are looking at, <clears throat> you know, your five-year plan or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. just to know that. How do you want to feel? Yeah. 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 And getting out of the way of the how, like, I think that goes for everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, I'm a huge, uh, f- fan of, um, a, oh, what was he like a, a philosopher? He used to give a lot of, uh, talks about manifestation, Neville Goddard. And, mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, I think like thirties, forties, and this guy is brilliant. 
And that's definitely what he was uh, speaking about. It, you know, this, you know, that imagination precedes reality, essentially. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, it was all about, you know, claiming how you want to feel. Mm. Um, you know, just literally taking like the things and the 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 hows and and whatever it's just literally how do you want to feel and so i've been like really really immersing myself in that like feeling like that person that i feel like manifestation is this you're literally you know if we if going with like the multiverse theory if there's a mm -hmm. you know many different versions of of us you're you're literally like aligning with the version of you um that has those th those things easily or, or what mm -hmm. have you um that's a big topic i mean <laughs> i think that we're all like learning about manifest that manifestation is just basic like it's just yeah, how manifestation we live. is just life exactly we do. yeah exactly <laughs> right exactly it's this this human part of us that's assigned uh specific value uh to and varying value to the things that we experience and therefore if something has an immense amount of value, we immediately judge or determine that it's going to be a lot harder to manifest it. Yeah. Yeah. When actually it's not even about the value that we've placed on things as humans or the, our understanding of like how challenging it may be to, I suppose you might say, move through that ritual of having it manifest in your life. It's not even about that. Mm -mm. It's just this about this awareness of, um, either getting specific or non-specific around what you are wanting to to create mm -hmm. um, and, and moving from that place yeah and moving like aligning with that you know timeline essentially mm -hmm. for lack of a better term mm -hmm. yeah my uh, my partner Christopher and I have been talking about this a lot lately he's because mm -hmm. he's a projector so mm -hmm. you know doesn't um has to wait for an invitation and isn't the like work 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 uh kind of energy and we've definitely been talking about how um we've just had this I mean like society in general has had had this tendency to just make things hard or like if something yeah. If you get something and it wasn't hard, then it probably isn't, you know, what you wanted. Or mm -hmm. if, if, um, yeah, if something isn't hard, then it must not be, you know, what you wanted. Like all these just weird hangups. And yeah. um, like, why can't it just be easeful? Like it is. Mm. It's just easy. There's no shame in easy. Mm -mm. I don't know. We've been going through. I've been going through a lot of that lately. Just going through all of the kind of sorting through all the stories and the programming that mm. were just kind of old and and I don't know now it's easier to spot them and be like oh what are you doing here you know <laughs> and they just why are you hanging out around yeah 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 I, I completely agree it's um <clears throat> especially since the the um like when I when we had our eclipse season you know the the mm -hmm. Sagittarian south node um gemini north node combination like that really released some huge stories for me and it's still like it's still unfolding and it's still happening right you're right it's like oh yeah everything is true <laughs> <laughs> everything is true yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely but yeah i uh gosh uh, it's 
we, we do we have such like we have such huge hang-ups about things being easeful and I know myself it took me ages it took me ah oh, it was I think it was April last year that I stepped into focusing on my business full-time and that's uh like that's fluctuated and flowed depending on what I've needed over the last 12 plus months but um in terms of that uh full-time energy um me giving that full-time energy but uh yeah I remember stepping into that and being so excited that I was uh creating exchanges creating community just creating in general full stop all the time and then something hit me where I started feeling incredibly guilty about the fact that I could just live my own life and I could live my own life um, outside of the so-called system and do so in a way and make money and interact with people through my gifts. I found myself being guilty for that and then finding that I wasn't really, I was making things not only harder for myself, but I was robbing myself of the pleasure of actually landing in that space. Because I was in this comparison mode of like, oh, well, other people don't have it like me and they're still trapped or they don't understand or like they don't know how good they can have it. Hmm. But what I've found is that um, the more that I can be in the space of, I don't even want to necessarily say gratitude, but be in the present moment with exactly what I'm experiencing and what I'm creating, that... Either way, I still, uh, the, I guess it's that it's the embodiment piece of like, I'm embodying this and whatever I'm transmitting in regards to the life that I'm leading or living, like I just have to trust that like people, the right people will see that and mm-hmm. either be magnetized to it or want to find a way themselves to get to a place where they feel like they're in enjoyment <clears throat> of what they're creating mm-hmm. um, yeah is, I've sort of had to, to really that yeah. yeah yeah I mean that's the paradox of Aquarian energy too and we I mean we're experiencing a lot of Aquarian energy right now some people would say it's the age of Aquarius etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, and we're moving into you know we're looking towards Pluto and Aquarius so um, the the real paradox of that that I've seen playing out so far is that the in or because Aquarius is about the collective you know it's about mm. humanity as a whole mm. however for us to operate in this more harmonious way collectively we each individually have to be living like literally living according to our our highest good our highest desires or just being mm. being fulfilled I, I think uh-huh. that's kind of what it is is just being fulfilled and when we are when we are so embodied in ourselves that does ripple out it's like mm. one thing that I've realized or I've had to let go of a lot too is I'm not responsible for anybody else. yes I'm not responsible yeah. for anyone else's <laughs> life their feelings yeah. their thoughts mm. like literally it it's I'm responsible for me and as long as I'm doing that I'm doing a great I'm I'm making a great contribution to society by mm-hmm. you know being embodying 
what it is I came here to do or not even the what, like not even like purpose, but just being who I am. And that goes for everyone. I think that that was the great gift of this past year is having the time and the space um, to allow for that to to emerge, um, to allow for us to, to embody, you know, our, our individual truth. Yeah. Because, yeah, I feel like it's, it is just the beginning. I mean, this whole decade is going to be completely nuts. (laughs) It's going to look (laughs) a completely different, um, world when this decade Mm. is over. But I think that that was the first step is, is really, landing with ourselves and getting an idea about, okay, I need this. These are my needs. Mm. This is what I want, you know, and that's definitely the place I come from, like letting go of anything that has to do with like, oh, if only I could get the, God, I had this huge realization the other, like just huge, I've shifted majorly in the last few days like a couple times so mm-hmm. forgive me if it's still a little fresh and it's all over no, but I'm in, I'm excited to hear <laughs> <laughs> just this um man and this was my guidance that just like like swooped in and was like you spend so much time trying to figure out how to like you know make money and be okay mm-hmm. <laughs> And it sounds so duh, like I, I've had like layers of this, of course, like um, a lot of my work is around poverty consciousness and kind of healing that and you know, ancestral shit, all of that. But there, there just came this like final, maybe not final, but some huge level that was just like, you are spending, like, why would you be embodied in this life, in this world and spend a lot of your time just figuring out how to trying to figure out how to like be okay or just or just like be you know have what you need Mm. and then what also came to me was the memory of being a child and like yeah feeling like I'm good I have everything I need Mm. what do I want to do like Mm. what's fun let's do that So I kind of, that's, that's the, the place that I've really been immersed in and, you know, hopefully throughout the rest of my life is like, okay, I'm good. I have everything I need. Now what, you know, so that we can get on with it. I I think a lot of us that like kind of feel like we're from another place perhaps, or, you know, feel like we came in, um, have to or not have to, but, um, that we feel like we have to figure it all out. Yeah. Or we just like, we came here with these like really beautiful intentions and we, we understand like, you know, what is coming and, and that it's like a really special time and place to, to be alive, et cetera. And yeah, it's like, why, why distract ourselves with trying to figure things out for an old system even mm. old, old systems de- i mean it is dead in the ground yeah. i don't know like yeah. how many people really know that but it is it, it's you know gone it's not here it anymore and there's so many new systems that are mm. fun and exciting and egalitarian and um yeah that, that make 
sense and um that are mm-hmm. that are coming in right now that are really exciting i don't know i don't remember where i was going with all that but oh yeah being no, embodied okay. being yeah. embodied as the individual i feel is is one of the main i mean i've always felt that way but definitely mm-hmm. like how we're moving through this in order to then come together and be this cohesive collective where you can mm. do what you want to do and this person thinks that and this person is saying that and living this way but it's just all good like you know it doesn't it mm-hmm. doesn't need to offend anybody or be a problem no no and I, I think uh it's it's been a big learning curve for me actually to now that I'm well, yeah, my Saturn return was in 2017. So it's four years now or so out of my Saturn return. It's been a big learning curve for me recently to see a lot of my friends who are of the Saturn and Aquarius generation um, to see them coming up against those uh, perceived like confinements or limitations or inability, like a, a feeling of an inability to uh see what lies ahead when I feel like that generation specifically has always seen through what is now crumbling mm-hmm. I've always just seen straight through it and gone this just isn't working this yeah like these lifestyles aren't working for us who are these people who are our authorities they're not they're not speaking to what you know we we're seeing um and it's been, yeah, it's been a challenge for me and an interesting learning curve to step back. And I guess it's that, that sextile, right? Like I'm a, a Saturn and Sajjan to step back and just be supportive and witnessing that unfolding for them and that crumbling for them that's happening collectively, but is also happening on that individual level where, yeah, there's this, because they like There's didn't this, fit anyway to begin no, with. No, not at all. Not at all. And and now there's this awareness of like that there's so I can see so much fear around just taking that. It's like one little leap. It's a huge leap, really. It's never a little leap, but that huge leap to get across or over or push through the boundary or limitation. But I'm so excited for as they do and when they do, like and seeing that and witnessing it. But also for me, it's been that challenge of like not getting myself enmeshed or involved or like tinkering too much or trying to fix, right? And just allowing it because I know, I mean, I can't, I actually can't know and I don't know what's coming from this for them through this rite of passage, but I just know it's incredibly exciting. Um, and that they that they themselves probably haven't seen what's going to come or happen or be created through them but like I'm here for it mm-hmm. so here for it yeah yeah and even with the Saturn return like you don't even know what it's about I mean mm. I just went through the square and now it's like the trine I much prefer the trine to the square but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I think around the the square like seven years later mm. is when things start to kind of make sense like oh that's what what that was about but yeah I'm with you um I think they were just innately rebellious against Mm. like these systems and they didn't make sense and yeah I see them doing that too just kind of like doing and that's the whole thing too I feel is so important right now is just doing the new thing Mm. you know Mm. not being against the old thing 
know mm-hmm. I've been bringing up the old thing a lot, but it's just like as a contrast. Yeah, um, totally. Not being against anything, not being, not trying to like fight it because that just makes that just in, reinforces it. That's gives, gonna, it feeds energy back in where yeah. it doesn't need to be. It's yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, that's, that's really where I am now. Like, I'm just doing the new thing, like mm. just living the new um that open it just and it just feels so vast sometimes oh. overwhelming but just so new, so much p- potential and possibility and that is real that can you know frighten some people but i'm super excited <laughs> about it yeah yeah i feel like there's a point like when do you feel like it ticked over for you where you went from going um, and maybe it's always been this way for yourself. I don't know if I've ever asked you this question, but where the mystery and the unknown possibilities went from being something to automatically respond to in fear to feeling that excitement or possibility within the unknown, mm. or is it something that constantly like moves and changes for you? I think, I mean, honestly, I think it's something that I probably got over it very early in youth Mm -hmm. Um, because I, uh, when you have things happen that are traumatic or like very big changes that are kind of out, you know, uh, out of outside of your control and you like have to change and you have to make it okay. And you Mm. just, you know, have to find a way. Um, I actually like consciously uh, realized this just through my pers- own personal work and everything that so much change was ha- and unknown was happening to me that at a certain point I like adopted it and I just began doing it myself. Um, mm-hmm. Like very early, like, <clears throat> excuse me, my, like my early twenties, I would just like, I moved across the country and didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just kind of made these big, big leaps and yeah, somehow, I'm just, and, and it does kind of come in and in and out, but honestly, I'm just not, I don't get afraid or mm. of, of that anymore. I, I just see like nothing. I mean, I'm a Pisces, like sun right, and, and Mercury. So yeah. it's like the mystery <laughs> is just how it is, is reality mm-hmm. to me. The mystery is potential. Um, I think that for the most part, I've wanted because I mean I came into this life I felt very limited from the beginning I was like this isn't it this there's wait (laughs) there's gonna be more than what you people are telling me and what I'm seeing Mm. um and so I think that there's something in me that always wanted has always explored the mystery always explored Mm. the unknown and always found solace in that that oh there's it's almost like there's more opportunity for it to be the way that I want it to be or the way that I feel is, you know, more conducive to um, living in freedom and and enjoyment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel um, that that's something, I mean, I hesitate to speak to one. I don't believe that anyone has one particular purpose or, or destiny necessarily. Obviously, when we have our, our nodal access, our access within our charts, like we have that pointer, like that archetypal pointer or direction to move towards. But I, I feel if I could sum up my 
personal purpose like part of the reason that I'm here on earth right time right now at this time in this lifetime um yeah is to is to come to that place where I just don't have any fear around that unknown and I feel like that is reflective of the fact that you are um uh 29 degrees it's 29 degrees Pisces sun aren't you Mm -hmm. with your mercury yeah and then you know I do have my north node in Pisces and I feel like whenever I come into contact with that Piscean energy and the people around me who really um embody that that archetype and that energy that yeah I I do come to feel more and more like the secret for myself really is just to completely dive into the unknown and release that fear of what could happen and just imagine and feel the possibility or the potential in what could. Um, and it's, it's so, I feel like that alone has been so, and this is my North node is in my fourth house relating to like my family and my ancestry, my internal world. And mm. I, yeah, I really feel that when I arrive, continuously arrive or shift into that place of, I don't need to fear the unknown, uh, especially within myself, there, I can definitely feel how healing that is. Mm-hmm. It's but, um, faith. Yeah. Yeah. Having that faith. Absolutely. Because it, it says to my inner child as well, hey, all that imagination that you had, going back to this conversation of it's real, right? It's real. It's real. And you can, you can actually play with this and you should play with this. Like there's, there's so much here for you to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because why not? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm serious. Like there's so yeah. many things where it's, it, so many situations that we can be afraid of it's like well why not what's gonna happen what is really gonna happen (laughs) yeah like you're gonna be fine we're okay yeah Yeah, absolutely play Play a little bit um Mm -hmm. yeah i agree i that's that's kind of the thing that i've really dove into uh when i'm really trying to understand pisces energy when i write about it etc when i share about it there is it's this deep 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 surrender Mm. to you know that's why it's like the spiritual or the mystic Mm -hmm. uh, archetype because you you really in order to transcend like the maybe like lower consciousness programming I guess would be a way to put it Mm. like fear and shame and and guilt and and these you know, those things, but, but definitely fear mm. is to just literally surrender and, and give it over. Like knowing that you are God, knowing that mm. it is not, you are not separate from the everything you're not mm. going to be left. You're not gonna be left alone. You're, you know, it's, it's always, you are it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's part of the surrender is like surrendering to that, that knowing yeah that you are held and you are you are part of it you're not going to be left um Mm -hmm. out in the cold or or whatever it is we're afraid of Mm -hmm. and then that puts you in the flow i mean literally in the flow of consciousness and you know the 
And that's why Pisces is very psychedelic too. It's like knowing that, you know, that place that we go with, with plant medicines and, and mm. deep meditation is real and it's mm-hmm. always holding you. Mm. I, um, yeah. <laughs> it just reminds <laughs> me of that. Um, I actually, ha- I, I already told you, but just real briefly, when everything first started happening back in March, oh. that was my birthday. <laughs> uh-huh. And um, so literally like everything clo- shut down and um, I had a trip, uh, a short trip planned and we we still went and we had, you know, psilocybin and um, that experience was just so, so pivotal in uh-huh. any, cause I really wasn't afraid. I maybe had like a day where the the heebie-jeebies or like the feeling mm. of like oh germs or whatever mm-hmm. um but it went away really quickly with this experience because so it was i was like visited by the mother like literally mm. you know the mycelium network is called the mother um mm. it's, it's what's in like apple cider vinegar and stuff like that um and but i just kept asking like you know who are you and it's just like the mother and that's it. Like it wouldn't tell me anything else, <laughs> but I was just so held. And so, and I was asking questions about, you know, what's going on right now. What's my, my role in this, et cetera. And, you know, I don't remember the answers in words, but I just got oh. this, like, you know, just really just trust and relax and everything is, is totally fine. Like this is a really important, you know, process or transition. Oh. And, um, yeah, I'm just really, really grateful that that was like the, the beginning of this whole experience for me personally. Um, and and fittingly for a 29 degree Pisces, like that's what would happen on (laughs) my birthday is have this amazing psychedelic rebirth experience and, oh yeah, surrender. (laughs) It's like, oh, that pace. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was, I mean, not that I had a, a similar experience, but I, I know and I deeply feel what you're speaking to um, and having having connection to the mother um, and being of the mother. And I just think as well of, oh my gosh, I, I am so, so, I, I'm so in love with my experiences that I've had with psilocybin. Mm-hmm. And I, I myself, like I went away um, with friends just before, yeah, what would have been around your birthday last year before everything started shifting um, so dramatically. And yeah, to, to feel that sense of connection and know that you are held and know that everything that is like moving through you like it, it is it's it's wordless for me like I I definitely <laughs> definitely feel um your mercury in Pisces is a great asset here um but yeah I gosh I I, I just think about my <clears throat> yeah I just think about my first real sitting and journey with psilocybin and I just, every time I'm taken back to this feeling of, of knowing that I'm, that I'm here right now and knowing that I'm of this earth, but that there's just so much, so much more beyond that. Mm -hmm. 
and I was even speaking to to my housemate um, Mel uh, last night around how when I had this experience that myself and the two friends who I journeyed with we all came back with like this same expression of gosh all we need to do is create all we need to do is express and we knew like we, we wordlessly telepathically we just knew that we were about to start and this was back in yeah this was back in 2019 but we knew at that point that things were starting to really shift mm-hmm. even if we didn't know what it was we could feel it and um yeah when when we had that experience we came out and we turned and we said to each other we're like we just all we need to do is like speak from the heart and create and express and this is what we've come back with or has come through for us through this experience with psilocybin Mm -hmm. it was just so incredible Mm -hmm. um and it's so real it's like more real than anything you can like (sighs) on or it's it's the realest thing Mm. the realest feelings and Mm. i just i trust it like i I don't know I, i i trust consciousness and the the unseen the spirit realm so much like yeah and uh, i mean it'll be really fun when saturn moves into pisces i'm sure like co-present with neptune like holy (laughs) fuck like it's gonna be like what we won't even know what reality is and just reshaping it I know I I honestly um I think we've spoken about this before as well but I honestly like got quite a bit of a shock when I I think I accidentally one time opened up oh no I was intentional I think I opened up to when Pluto was moving into into Aquarius Mm -hmm. and saw this chart of all right so Pluto is moving into Aquarius within the matter of it was a short space in time like literally days or if maybe weeks if that of um Saturn moving into Pisces and then we have Aries season so it's the start of a new astrological year Mm -hmm. and how many planets I think Jupiter would be in Aries at that time as well Uranus is also changing signs like very around there Uh like Uh whoa like all these all the outer planets I think are changing signs in the same year Mm. I believe it's very like that does not happen usually no very tight so it's like literally the backdrop Uh of the like the 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 set of the theater Uh or the stage or whatever is is just changing like yeah (laughs) And, and like we we not especially with Pluto and Aquarius like we can't and Saturn in Pisces as well we can't possibly know what's going to happen but I just remember looking at that chart and like I had a I had a lot of feelings about that Mm. um it's it's huge and like I guess yeah we've been speaking to potential and possibility the potential and possibility I feel and I suppose this is a this is prompted or provoked a um, an internal exploration for me that I don't know if I I speak to I don't know how much I speak to this publicly but whatever it is that's unfolding or, or happening I feel like we can have a lot of projections assumptions feeling even like psychic knowing of of what is what is occurring 
but I, I believe, and a part of me knows that we have so much, like we have so much power. We have all the power I feel to, to create whatever it is that we want to create over the next couple of years and just how important that is like how important it is to understand how we're spelling and how we're manifesting and what we're desiring, knowing that there will always be shadow to that as well. And we'll need to work through that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the, like the Pluto and Aquarius side of things as well. But we're at this space and I, I speak to so many people about it. We're in this space where our, like our fantasy, like literally the, the art that we're, we have created or arc, creating um the films and the media and the um like the culture that we're in is converging with our reality where you look at you watch a movie and you're like I'm living this right now and Mm -hmm. I grew up I grew up like uh, immersing myself in these worlds and now I'm living in it and so we've reached this convergence point and and to me that speaks to me of how really it's it's all up to us from here on how we how we create the next few years mm-hmm. we don't have we have no idea what that's going to look like maybe our vision around that is is not applicable here because we need to fully harness in the present like what we're desiring to create mm-hmm. in the future and we have that awareness and capacity now and that's just like super exciting it's not something I feel the need to <clears throat> push in terms of like my truth mm-hmm. but it's just something that I'm really holding within me yeah that the more the more awareness we have and the more conscious we are of what we're creating and how we can create and the power that we have to create we could make anything out of out of what I felt from that chart you know mm-hmm. oh absolutely god yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's going to be so much air too. When you have Uranus and Gemini and Pluto and Aquarius, mm. I mean, that's just all conceptual ideals. Yeah, I mean, the mind, it's yeah. it's so um, an air, so much change, so much mm-hmm. movement. Mm. Yeah, no, I really love love what you said. That's it. Really is. I think it's just day by day. Mm. We can't possibly know what's coming, and that's not the point. You know, uh-uh. it's uh-uh. it's not the point to know. It's not the point to even pontificate uh-huh. about what we think is going to happen because, um, yeah, and the, I mean because <laughs> even our conception of time is changing. Like we're uh-huh. we're actually waking up and learning that time. Is, I mean, we've known this, but it's not uh-huh. linear. But actually, I think we're actually starting to experience. Yes. And I don't even know, like, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Even like later I'll be like, (laughs) you have no idea, but I'm starting to feel that like, yeah, um, that, that veil is starting to really be like pulled up that, oh yeah, you know, with along with the multidimensional nature of everything um, Mm. we, and, and yeah, I mean, those, those planets changing it, it really speaks to this level of, because if you talk about, you know, we talk about dimensionality and ascension and, and, and everything, and, you know, it's not like different physical places. Um, the way I've understood it and it, that makes the most sense is that it's just more access to information like Russian dolls, oh. you know, like you're still you and the physical, but you, 
we um, you know can ha just have more access to information because when you look mm -hmm. at like at those especially those outer major planets moving into air signs um, I think that really speaks to that kind of acts easy access to oh. data and and information and energy and us you know being the I think I've, I've always seen like our minds as like the receivers of mm -hmm. that and yeah. uh, receivers and processors of that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, I mean, I feel that the, all the work that we were doing last year and now it's definitely, we know it's ramped up this year. Um, and you and I, for example, have, um, and, and I suppose our circle, um, have it have the have the awareness that yes things are uh, shifting very very quickly and there's a lot unfolding right now but we're I, I feel that we're very much um to use a to use a tool um <laughs> lyric <laughs> like we've definitely learned to or reference learn to swim throughout all of that um but yeah, there's so much, there's been so much stripping away, especially with like Pluto in, in those late degrees of Capricorn, like so much of that stripping away because we've needed to not only get down into the, into the depths and really ground in and really root in, but learn, we've had to very quickly learn how to not only hold energy, but translate it and allow it to move through us even for what you were speaking to um, earlier on with having this sense of like the higher self, like dropping in, dropping in here into the here and now, which I really feel I, I, I witnessed and experienced within myself during the, the Jupiter Saturn conjunction last year. Like I saw everyone just drop in and it was like, mm -hmm. wow. Um, but yeah, we like definitely, um yeah we're definitely on this very very quick in this very very um accelerated learning peridium and it's it's yeah our concept of time I feel partly is being stripped away or our experience beyond time is opening up because there's just going to be so much information and energy to move with and through and create within the next few years mm -hmm. that, that we actually to hold on to that concept of time or that, that, um, that container itself is just not, it can't hold mm -hmm. what we're moving into. Um, yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like Uranus and Taurus has been helping with that. It's, it's this, mm. you know, merging of this, you know, the, the super consciousness or the, the otherworldly galactic information with, mm. you know, really like the body and mm -hmm. the earth itself, the, the physical, the here and now, even the stillness, like mm. just kind of, I can just feel how it's working on, and it's in the background, of course, but mm -hmm. um I just feel like how it's, it's sort of, yeah, preparatory. Like I know that I've, definitely been getting more into 
I was all I've, I've always been more of like up and up in my mind and and mm. kind of more airy quality but I definitely feel more um paying attention to the body uh-huh. as an instrument and mm. um yeah but taking taking care of it and mm. learning to listen to it and dropping in and using it as that like instrument for you know absolutely understanding things yeah that um yeah this this transit um is we've we've spoken i mean i've spoken quite a few times before um around how uranus hit my moon um back in 2019 Mm -hmm. um and then that has that i mean that has literally like I remember um, Ollie speaking to to me once, I think, our friend Ollie. Um, I had a reading with him and he was speaking about the qualities of Uranus as, you know, you can't, you can't shift, you can't bend, you can't move. You just have to like let that electricity run through you. It's going to run straight through you and you've just got to be with that, you know. Mm-hmm. You've got to allow that energy to move you. And this was the experience that I've had across across so many areas of my life um but yeah specifically around the security piece for me um and the body piece uh it's been there's been no question of what needs to what what I need to pay attention to um not because I've had any you know um any thankfully any like accidents or shocks around these areas of my life I mean yes definitely around security but not my body thankfully um but just that yeah with that without that piece um I can't continue to do the work that I've been in search of uh and so yeah even just being in the household that I'm in now like I have had such an incredible um, opening experience around the very many different ways that I need to take care of my body because of the work that I do um, and the higher information that's coming through me higher in the sense of, of yeah, more of that, I guess, galactic information or outside of our known confines. Um, yeah. It's been, it's been a huge, huge shift for me to consider, um, consider my resources uh, and then curiously, it's taken me moving completely out of the sphere of, of what this life is as a human being, completely beyond that, to come back and appreciate what it is that I'm actually residing and living and ex- like within as, as a human body and what, what I have here. Mm-hmm. what I've been what I've been if not given but what I've chosen to experience around my body and around all these very human foundational qualities mm-hmm. um and how it's it's kind it's the key to 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 growing and expanding like you can't leave the body behind mm-hmm. but it's yeah. it's it's so funny that I had to go all the way out I had to go all the way out to come back and appreciate that. Yeah. And I think we, we're so quick to, we're so quick to tell people not to bypass the human experience. But for me personally, like I had to go all the way out 
Mm -hmm. I literally had to go to my galactic Akashic records and journey that to, to know that, okay, so maybe I haven't always been human and I have come from somewhere else, but right now, like I, the way that I've been treating my body or treating myself or seeing my foundations or resources, I have not been giving that enough weight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same. From here, I, I <clears throat> need grounded on these things. It's so important. Yeah. Cause that's yeah. why we're here. Yeah. That's why we're here. Oh. And it's so funny. You say that, um, Oh God, I've been thinking about this in so many different ways lately. Perspective is everything like getting, we can't see things when it's like right here, you know, I have my hand in front of my face, but (laughs) when you, yeah, like you had to go to your Akashic records to like get that perspective to see it back. The same thing Mm -hmm. on a mundane level, when you are from a certain place and you move away from that place, you actually see where you're from and you see who you are as being from that location like even more acutely Uh and also um I was contemplating this a lot lately with again with like Aquarian energy because my Venus is in Aquarius so it's like getting kind of pummeled by Saturn right now in a a good way but (laughs) really like contemplating you know Aquarius is the outsider it's outside the walls of what is already known but it's for humanity it's it's for the collective it's it's very you know very collective minded what's the best Mm -hmm. what's the greatest good for all and you don't you wouldn't be able to see that perspective unless you were on the outside unless you removed yourself from it Mm. that's kind of what I was thinking about when you were saying that it's like yeah we have to like remove ourselves from a situation in order to see it Mm -hmm. sounds like that's Mm -hmm. what what happened Oh, absolutely. And I feel that that's something that I have naturally been doing my whole life. I like my third house is Aquarius uh, and also my Pluto is in the 11th house. And so for me, it's been this interesting, well, throughout my life up until the last few years, it's been this interesting journey of yeah, of, of definitely feeling like the outsider, definitely feeling like I wasn't understood not knowing that I was like having palace in my third house as well. Um, being, being the seer and being the craftswoman and the weaver um, and strategist. Like I, I didn't, I didn't realize of course at the time when I was younger, that what made me an outsider is what's so necessary about me now. Mm-hmm. and that I, I had to keep moving out of the sphere. And this is, a, as I spoke to, this is part of my, my Pluto in the 11th as well. Like there is, a, there is an element here of being hmm, like, I would say almost horrified at the prospect of stepping within the group or the community and being the one to transform it because that's mm-hmm. what I desire so deeply, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but... I've had to completely step out, remove myself over that period of time, over the last 30 years or so. And then I've come back all the way through to being within community, to immersing myself in community, to allowing myself to transform it or be transformed by it. Mm -hmm. 
and see myself no longer as that outsider, but knowing that I can now bring in outside information in. Mm-hmm. And also going back to inner, like inner work, knowing that the inner work that I do will ripple out. Um, and, and that I no longer am the outsider because of that, because of this energy that we've had coming through because of all the Aquarian energy. Um, yeah, it's been, gosh, I, it's been an incredible experience Mm -hmm. to come to that and to realize that I'm no longer as misunderstood as I thought, because the language that I have around energy and the way that I see things, um, is, yes, it's different and it's different on purpose and for a reason um, that I'm bringing the new through, that I'm bridging the new. And uh, yeah, I, I mm, it's, yeah, I'm going to the wordless point, but <laughs> it's, it's felt incredible to feel like I am understood and that I, I belong Mm-hmm. And that I know where I'm speaking from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah thank you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely have come to similar realizations, um, you know, because those, I mean, same here, like always been the mm. outsider and, you know, for a long time that would like get me down and um sometimes not always but I just always wondered like okay well what's the purpose of this like because mm-hmm. I, I want to affect things I want to you know I'm the Libra rising with you know Saturn Pluto and Mars and Libra like I want relationships <laughs> I want to you know be in relationship with something or what have you but I also need like space and oh. I have a tendency to isolate and especially this last year that's been oh. kind of my my thing that I've been going back and forth about is am I isolating too much? Um, yeah. How involved do I need to? And you know, there's no should, but like how in, mm. how involved is comfortable for me, etc. So, yeah, I I definitely feel that I'm I'm coming around to just really embodying that that outsider rebellious archetype Mm. essentially but knowing that it does give me a perspective it gives me this objectivity even not putting Mm. objectivity up there on a pedestal but like I there's something about like just having a a objectivity and perspective that sort of creates neutrality Mm. about you know being enmeshed in in things and I think that that make that makes me better to like give whatever it is I'm here to give <laughs> which yeah you know, figuring that out but um yeah I don't, I don't know it has been I think that yeah, you're right I mean there is so much Aquarian energy and with all the you know Saturn and Aquarius people having their return now I think that that's a big theme is how do we get what you know we need and take care of ourselves and and you know, like I said before, like, and then, um, contribute or, or give back. And it's, it's a really interesting balance mm-hmm. to learn how to do that because we've been so enmeshed, um, mm. 
so codependent on Mm -hmm. systems, outside authorities, other people, validation, you know, and um, so this is a really, really pivotal, I mean, to say the least, really pivotal time to really get back to ourselves and Absolutely. Yeah, that's why I wanted to bring the podcast back. One of the reasons, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's more relevant yeah. now. <laughs> mm, ever the more relevant, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, it's. Gosh, I, I, thinking just briefly about like how, how that I that idea or concept or. Of, of codependency itself used to just trigger the hell out of me um and now I can see how like taking that charge out of the word the word in the sense of that enmeshment and that <clears throat> complete dependence on something outside of yourself uh like how much that shaped my own personal limitations and how the more I'm able to um, relate from a place of whatever is meant for me will be for me, mm-hmm. that the, the less I've had to worry about um, what I am dependent or reliant on and, and just being myself, just being authentically myself. And knowing that that will move me through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's been the. I, I feel like that's been the most brilliant gift is of of recent times. Is it, it is okay to be yourself, and you mm. need you need to be yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is okay, and all of those things like just being okay with with that. There is nothing wrong with you. Uh-uh. you're not doing anything wrong you're not bad you're yeah who you are is exactly what is needed yeah so, beautiful yeah. Thank, you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you uh, well um of course we could talk for hours and hours we could. <laughs> and we'll have to do we'll have to do this again but um mm. that feels like a pretty good place to mm. to land and maybe pause for now do you agree I agree. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, everything will be in the show notes for how to get in touch with you, but do you want to um, just kind of share where people can find you right now? Sure. Definitely. Um, I am on Facebook and Instagram, probably Instagram's the best way to find me just under Candace or Hopkins. And yeah, I, I am currently um, creating and opening up a new experiential container uh, called Threads of a Web. So that is happening. I'm really excited for that. Mm-hmm. I've had so much coming through in the last 24 hours or so for, for this container. It's essentially, it's, it's been difficult for me to talk about, but it's uh, essentially what I know imparting my knowledge and experience of astrology in, in uh, like, a very uh, small, intimate group. Uh, And then as well, also weaving that in with my experience with 
the spider and of being a weaver, being between two worlds and bridging the two worlds. Um, really interested as we've spoken to of how like astrology can work with other modalities and other systems um, and passions. Uh, and yeah, and I'll be opening up one-to-one sessions very shortly as well. So yeah, you can find me there. Um, I love and- how you've been offering services to, you've been just like very open, like almost nebulous with it. Like this is what I do. <laughs> yeah. Where it's not like super, um, yeah, like heavily packaged or contained. It's, it's, you know, do many things and thank yeah. you. Yeah. And they're thank all you. wonderful and they blend together beautifully. So mm-hmm. that does sound really exciting. I'm, thank you. I'm happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Amazing. until next time, Candace. Indeed. <laughs> Thanks, Trista.